Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I am the Bull, and this is See the Bullski, the podcast where I talk about leadership, followership, resiliency, wellness, and occasionally other topics. Thanks for tuning in, as always. I hope you all are having a great weekend, ready for a new week. It was my wife's birthday on Friday, so we had some friends come out, and we did some dinners, and we did our very first escape room, which we beat, and it was an absolute blast. If you tuned in last week, I talked about morale, so please go give that one a listen to if you haven't already done so, along with my other recordings. But as for today, I want to talk about one of my favorite tools that I learned about like 15 years ago, and it's something that still helps me to this day. So, you know, likely you work with others, and as I've mentioned before, it's kind of like a sports team. You know, everyone has different responsibilities or skills, but you can also be on a team where a lot of people have similar tasks. Either way, the reality that we all have is, you know, we're all faced with as leaders or followers or even just as peers, is that we're all different individuals. And it can be very tough to effectively work with people because of those interpersonal differences. And while it can be troublesome to try and account for every variable that is people, you know, everyone around us, there, there are ways to simplify it and improve your overall ability to work with and among others. And this is one of those tools that I wanna talk about. So what I wanna go over is called True Colors. Just to be clear, I am not talking about the song by Cyndi Lauper called True Colors or the song by Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick called True Colors. There are no songs tonight. Trust me, you do, do not want to hear me singing. What I'm talking about is the True Colors personality assessment. Now there are tons of different personality assessments out there and I've talked about one or two before, but this is one of the more common ones that I see used and I think that's because it's smaller than some of the others and I also think that it's a bit easier to understand and remember. I've used it many times in both my personal and professional life and it's been extremely beneficial in, to better understanding myself and others, so I hope it's beneficial for you as well. Let's get into it. So a lot of problems in work centers or just interpersonal interactions seem to relate to personality conflicts more than anything. And you can use true colors to learn how to more effectively engage with people who are different than you while also helping them better engage with you because they learn about you. I actually, I remember a point in my career where the environment that I was working in was really difficult because a lot of the times I felt like I was alone, like no one understood me and I felt like I didn't understand anyone and it really made things tough. You know, I was going home frustrated, I was going to work pre-frustrated, just knowing what awaited me. And one day my supervisor pulled me aside and asked me what my primary color was. And it's something I hadn't thought of in forever, but you know, I told him what my primary color was and he asked if I knew what everyone else's was that I worked with. And it took me a sec, but as I thought about it and remembered what I'd learned, I figured it out and as we talked more and more, I realized that I wasn't being effective because my color wasn't meshing well with everyone else's. And that was part, you know, the big part was I was neglecting other people's primary colors and just expecting them to gauge in my way. It was, it was a really hard thing to learn and very humbling because we all have a primary color in our interactions and we may think and feel that our color, our way is right, but that just isn't the case. All of the colors are right and wrong and good and bad, you know, like they're all of that and they're none of that. What makes them effective or ineffective is how the colors and the skills associated with the colors are used. But this has to start with respect for what each color is and how that person uses their skills, you know, in regards to that color as a driving force. This might sound a little confusing up front, but I'm hoping that it makes sense as we go on. So True Colors, the personality test, was originally created by Don Lowry in 1978. And in simplest terms, it's basically a breakdown of four primary colors, gold, orange, blue, and green. 
everyone's personality is comprised of all four colors. So I don't care who you are, you have all four colors in your personality. But usually you're gonna have one color that's your primary and then the rest are, are there, but they're just in lessing, you know, lesser degrees. All four are very different, but what's interesting is that depending on the environment or the situation that you're you know, going on, your primary color can change a little bit, but that always isn't the case. And most effectively, if you know what your color is and you can you know, equate that to what's the situation and maybe my color is not the right color, maybe I need to bring up this set of skills instead, you can be more effective, but you're always gonna have a primary color. So I guess at this point, I really should just get into explaining the color so it makes more sense. Up first, golds the powerhouses so the gold personality you know they're dominated by loyalty dependability organization being thorough they're by the book sensible they're punctual if you're a gold you like structure that is your bread and butter you want to know what the rules are timelines clear expectations you are the epitome of coloring inside the lines the golds are the kings of details or queens of details they are all about plans and traditions. If you want something done in an exact and precise way, you want the golds. That's who you're looking for, right? And one of the greatest aspects of golds is their ability to be relentless. If a gold has a task or, you know, they, they've got a goal in mind that, that they want to get done, do not get in their way. If you try to get in the way of a gold when they are like focused, they will run you over. And they're not doing it out of spite or anger. It's just the way they are. They're very driven. These are the ultimate timekeepers. Time management is massively important to a gold. If you say that there's a meeting at 9 a.m. and that it ends at 10 a.m., the meeting better start at 9 a.m. and it better end at 10 a.m. because they've accounted for that specific piece of time and having something going on, you know, they're gonna have something going on until 8.59 and likely they've got something else that starts at 10.01. You know, it isn't that they're trying to be stiff or unfun, it's just that, you know, they are very laser focused and they wanna use their time responsibly. They, again, reliability. When it comes to interacting with golds, they typically aren't really big risk takers and I wouldn't say that they play it safe, but they want to use their time smartly. So taking risks in an unknown situation when there's already an experience that they can use or an expectation that should be used, uh, getting them to break away from that's gonna be really tough. Also, don't expect golds to be comfortable with shenanigans and questionable behavior. They have no tolerance for it. And if it isn't stated that something is allowed to be done, it's better to assume that it's not allowed. That's kind of one of the creeds of the golds. I'm not saying that golds are unfun. Again, I'm not saying that at all, but they are often very pragmatic. You know, ironically, if you want to get a party planned, the golds are who you want because they're going to make sure that everything is accounted for and that everything goes off without a hitch. Just don't expect them to be cutting the rug with everybody at the party. Their job is to make sure that the party is done correctly. Golds do have a bit of a tendency to be judgmental of others, uh, particularly others who aren't as efficient or more so, I guess, reliable would be more important to them. Um, and if you let down a gold, they're, they're going to remember it. It's not because they're mean and spiteful, but they are gonna factor that into future situations because again, reliability is so key to them. If you do find yourself working with a gold, don't think of them as sticklers or you know sticks in the mud or you know anything like that. They are driven by rules, yes. Just try to remember that they want things to go right and they need things to get done. When you work with golds, don't be afraid to ask questions because actually they are gonna be more than happy to tell you the right way to do it and they probably are gonna respect you more for asking them because they then see that you want to do it right. 
when you have a gold on your team, let them lead stuff. Like they love to take charge and have their hands on the steering wheel. Allow them to organize and show off their skills. Great thing about golds, golds is they don't usually need a lot of supervision and they will often go above and beyond just to make sure whatever you need them to do is done right. So if you need something done by the book and in a timely manner, find the golds. Now from that simple breakdown, some of you might be giggling going, oh my gosh, that's me. But some of you might be cringing going, no, that is definitely not me. I'm gonna keep saying this, you know, there is no right or wrong color. But for those of you that aren't really feeling like you're in the gold tribe, maybe maybe the others are more your taste. So let's go up to the blues. Ah, the loving blues. How do you know if you're blue? Are you enthusiastic, loving, caring, sympathetic, compassionate, empathetic? in touch with your emotions, and you legitimately care about the feelings of others, congratulations, you are a blue. Blues are the heart and soul of the four. They are all about people, and they want harmony. Nay, they need harmony, whether it's at work or at home. If you're the type of person who comes in on Monday and asks everyone you work with about their weekend, and you're doing that because you legitimately want to know in detail, then you're likely a blue. Relationships are what it is all about to the blues. If the work doesn't get done, that is fine, as long as we are fine. It isn't that they don't want work you know, to get done, it's not that they don't want to work, um, or that they're a you know, walking time bomb of emotions, it's not that at all. They're all about peaceful, tranquil, tranquil excuse me, experiences in themselves and others. These are the people who will bury themselves in work trying to help others with little to no regard for themselves. If the meeting starts at nine, they'll get there at 8.40 just because they wanna catch up with everybody. And if the meeting goes past 10, that's fine because they wanna to talk to people about the meeting and other plans. Blues really make a work center feel welcome and warm through nothing more than just their smiles and their general positive attitude. Blues are, like I said, they're the more feeling of the four. Uh, they can get hung up a bit on emotions behind the words rather than the actual message. So if there's a problem at work and people are frustrated, they're gonna be more focused on making sure that the people are okay before worrying about work. Work will almost never trump people. Uh, whether that is a good thing or a bad thing is up for debate, but blues are also the ones that need time to connect with and they need to feel heard. Again, for the blues, it's all about relationships and to the blues, this extends to others as well. If two people are not getting along at work and the blue is not involved, the blue is the one that's gonna dial in on it and they're probably gonna to seek to be the ones to reduce the strife because any negative energy in the area completely throws off their groove. But more than that, they legitimately do care that others aren't happy and they do wanna soothe that situation. If you interact with blues, do not come in, drop a bunch of tasks and walk away just completely regardless because that's not that's going to send a clear signal to the blues that you don't care about them as a person it, it's going to weigh on their heart and on their mind and this can reduce their drive and their focus to take care of things because they may feel like they as an individual don't matter seriously just take a few minutes chit chat catch up and then work into the request and if you can do that you know, often they are more happy to help because that help is an extension of the relationship. So they, they're more key to want to help you. Definitely of the four, the kumbaya of the colors, and we love them for it. If you know a blue, you'll love them. And if you are a blue, we love you. So if you need some bright, shiny, positive energy in your life, find that blue. Some of you still might not be feeling represented though. So we got the powerhouses who are the golds, you know, the rules. And then we got the hearts and the mind or the hearts and the souls, which is uh, 
I'm sorry, you got the powerhouse is the gold, sorry, and the uh, the love, which is the blue. So up next, we got the greens. The greens are arguably the most frustrating and quote unquote the meanest of the four. Uh, these are your think tanks of the colors. Greens are the walking supercomputers. They are the perfectionistic, analyzing, inventive, logical, unemotional machines. Greens are all about knowledge and understanding, and they need, and I mean need, explanations and answers. They are great pools of information, and if you need somebody that can solve problems, that's who you want to find. They're typically the least emotional, and they want to find answers and don't care if the answers are good or bad because those are emotional constructs. Good and bad is just perspective. That doesn't relate to truth. And truth, you know, it is what it is, and no amount of feeling is going to change that, and that's the creed of the golds. These are your devil's advocates in any kind of situation and finding the right answer is being right. Like what is the right answer? What is the best answer? That is what the greens care about. They need that mental stimulation above all else. So mundane tasks, they just eat away at their soul. This is also the color most likely to ask why 18 million times to the point of annoyance for a lot of people, but they don't do it to be difficult. Uh, they do it because they want and again, they need to know everything before deciding or acting. In a lot of ways, the green is the loner of the four because they like their peace and quiet to think and act without distractions, you know, like people. Uh, they, don't, they don't want that stuff in the way a lot of the times. Greens are also about efficiency. So if something is not being done the best, smartest, fastest way possible, they're the ones that are going to let you know because being inefficient is just stupid. Using my meeting analogy, you know, if the meeting starts at 9, they're probably going to get there at 8.55 and spend the entire time wondering why they're even there. And then when the meeting ends, if no one needs their input, they're gone. They just vanish. Poof. Since greens are all about logic and reasoning, they are the opposite of the blues because they do not want small talk. If it isn't pertinent information with some concept to deliberate over, they are not interested. And they are often the most oblivious to the emotional responses of others. It isn't necessarily that greens don't like people, and instead it's more like because people are ever-changing, evolving variables, there's just too much to calculate for, and since they can't predict and account for everything, they just remove the distractions altogether. And it isn't that greens want to hurt feelings when they speak, they often just don't consider the emotional reactions if what they're saying is true and accurate. If and when you interact with greens, have all of your facts, have details, have your information ready to go and expect questions and be ready for answers. If the golds need to know you are reliable and the blues need to know you care, the greens need to know that you know what you're talking about. If you need to engage with a green, be cautious that your feelings are not a prime consideration. But again, that isn't out of malice. They are just, they just require more mental stimulation. And sometimes people will see them as lazy because they aren't being as productive. But I can almost promise you that they're going through their mental process and once they start moving, the task is as good as done and it's probably gonna get done better than you, you originally intended. So we've got gold, the workhorse, We've got blue, the heart, and now we got green, the machine. So that leaves, last but certainly not least, the orange, the free spirit of the four. The oranges are our witty, spontaneous, optimistic, energetic, bold individuals. Uh, I was saying the greens and blues are, you know, kind of opposites where blues are all about emo emotions and greens are, they, they want nothing to do with emotion. Well, oranges are kind of the opposites of golds. Doing something the way that it's always been done is boring, and that's not a lot of fun. And if there is one thing the oranges need, it is fun. They are also the ones that look at deadlines and go, meh, we'll get there. 
because they realize that life is too short and not having some laughs and relax, you know, we just, there's not enough time to not laugh and relax. Uh, the job is still gonna be here tomorrow, so you know why am I killing myself today? Planning? Who has time for that? Let's just go with it, and we'll figure it out while we do it. Let's just let's just start. We'll figure it out. Living by the seat of their pants is exciting to oranges, and they don't you know they they just want to go already. I actually didn't mean to save oranges to the end, but they may have already lost patience and closed this recording, waiting to hear about themselves. Uh, not saying that they're necessarily impatient; they just want to get going. The oranges are also the most creative and they're less bound by restrictions, again, in opposition to the golds. If the golds only color, you know, the, in the boxes, you know, they give them a gold, a coloring book, they're only gonna stay within the pictures. The oranges are gonna start coloring only outside the pictures just to be funny. And then they're gonna get bored and then they're gonna toss the coloring book altogether. While they may not have the devotion to finish goal, uh, finish tasks like the golds do or the greens do, because the greens are pretty task oriented as well, uh, they do have a lot of energy up front to get everyone excited in a way that the blues will latch onto. And often the golds are going to be your initiators and their sheer charisma and passion is going to enliven everybody to action. When you engage with oranges, try to stick away from strict rules and deadlines if you can. Have fun, crack jokes, and make whatever you need done as fun as you can and give them the freedom to put their own spin on it. Asking an orange to conform is really tough because frankly, it's just boring and something that anyone can do. But oranges, they want to make that individual impact and they wanna be known for it. They wanna stand out and they need that creative freedom to do so. If you are bogged down by tradition and outdated processes, find your oranges and get their brain spinning on new and exciting ways of doing things. Now, since oranges are the free spirited of the colors, they don't work well in bubbles and they will often try to pop that bubble any chance they get. Where the greens need mental stimulation and challenge, the oranges need creative stimulation. Flexibility and freedom are the cornerstones of what make an orange's ability shine. Oranges get bored really easily, so I'm intentionally gonna stop explaining further just because that's how they like it. Short, sweet, simple, to the point. So there you go. Very quick, easy breakdown of the four personality colors or what is actually called the True Colors personality. Uh, you can find the actual assessment online at truecolors.com. The last little bit I want to share is that everyone is, again, that we are comprised of all four colors. But like I said, you probably have one that is dominant and the, less, you know, the rest of them are in lesser degrees. Sometimes you meet someone who is what I tend to call a chameleon, and these are the people that can effortlessly change between the colors depending on the situation and who they're interacting with. Just my opinion and experience, but the very best leaders and teammates and people that I've ever had the pleasure of interacting with were all chameleons. What's pretty cool, and it's not uncommon, is that depending on situations, we all can change a little bit, but it can be kind of tough. Chameleons do it like seamlessly, but for most people, it's a little tougher. When I'm at work, I am my primary color, unless I need to bring up conscientiously a different color. But again, that is a lot tougher. And when I'm at home, because the environment's different, my colors change a little bit, but my primary color almost always stays my primary color. Uh, it's just the relationship is different, so my colors change a little bit to reflect that. It's okay to have and even embrace your primary colors because all teams need all four colors. There are definitely times that one color is going to be more effective and more in demand, you know, depending on situational circumstances, but that's what I want. That's why I wanted to cover this topic. You know, so often there are personal conflicts in work centers 
but what they really are is personality conflicts. So by learning to value and appreciate your own personality, you can better contribute to you know, your team with the skills that you have that others may not have. Same thing on the other side, by learning to appreciate and value the personality skills that others can bring in, you balance each other out because no one color is going to be completely effective on their own. You know, Golds are, are, are workhorses, but sometimes they forget that people are not machines. Blues care about people, but they can forget that there's still a job to do. Greens can find answers, but they can't walk around making everyone cry. Oranges are incredibly creative, but they can't have a million half-completed tasks everywhere. You see what I'm saying? All of the colors do have strengths, but there is a downside. And the only way you can leverage those downsides is by balancing the colors against each other. And you do that by starting to understand and respect and appreciate what the different colors are and what they can all contribute to each other. So like I'm saying, all the colors add value and they all have something the other colors can benefit from. But you know that can only occur if you take the time to stop overvaluing what you can do with your primary color and you learn to work together to balance out the skills of others and get the best conclusion possible. And honestly, that is with all four colors working together and bouncing off of each other. Think of it like this. The oranges want a party for everybody to have fun. The golds are the ones that are gonna plan the party so that it goes off without a hitch. The blues make sure that everyone is invited and that everybody's having a good time and the greens debate for three hours whether they should go or not. See, everybody wins. In case you're wondering what my primary color is, go ahead and take a guess, and this is just for a bit of fun at the end since I'm almost done. Let's see how well you paid attention to today's podcast and my other recordings learned a little bit about me. Am I a gold because I'm in the military and it's all structure? Am I a blue because I work in mental health and I care about people? Am I a green because I have this podcast and I like to hear my own voice? Or am I an orange because, you know, I do this podcast and I get to be all energetic and goofy? Do you have your guess? Ready? Drum roll. I am a green. I am a hardcore green. And for a long time, I let the strengths and, you know, skills associated with being a green justify the negative aspects of being a green. But personally, I didn't become a better effective leader and a better person overall until I learned two things. One, I needed to bring down my green and bring up my other colors depending on who I was interacting with, you know, as appropriate, because logically it is the best way to connect with, develop, mentor, and get optimal performance out of everyone around me. And two, everyone has value and deserves respect. So by taking the time to really know those around me, I'm just trying to show them proper respect on their level rather than having them conform to me. It's a lot harder to meet people where they are at sometimes, but it does get easier over time. And when you can balance out your personality to reflect and better connect with others, amazing things can happen. So there we go, all wrapped up. Thanks for listening as always. I hope you enjoyed you know, this session and my other ones. Maybe you learned a little bit about yourself and please check out the actual assessment online. You know, Have your coworkers take it, have your subordinates take it, figure out what everybody's color is and maybe you can find better ways to respect each other and work together and balance out your different skill sets You know, with that new information. As always, please drop me a follow if you want to get updates on all my uh, new podcast releases. I typically upload on Sunday night and you can leave me a follow or comment on Twitter at C underscore the underscore bull underscore ski. Again, thank you so much for listening and I will check you out next time.